Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the week 16 edition of Birds vs. Boys. Um, <laughs> Cowboys are coming off a bludgeoning <laughs> in Buffalo. The Eagles are coming off a last second shit show of a loss in Seattle. Um, I lost power last night, so that's why we're recording late and this episode is dropping on Friday. My daughter is sick. I haven't showered in two days. Aiden forgot to brush his teeth. Um, we have players quote tweeting fans. We on the Eagle side, we have fans giving out J Ron curse's address and other players phone numbers that they had to change. Um, so, so fans can quote unquote, go after them. Um, this is the epitome of the dumb and dumber. We have no jobs. We have no money. Our pets' heads are falling off, Aiden. You are also having rallies outside the Novacare complex with 17 fans at 8 a.m. on a Wednesday <laughs> with a Dunkin' Donuts cart. How are you? If you came here for Christmas cheers, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> it's, I'm, Grinch, it's, I'm Grinching I, this shit all day. I was, I was going to say, so I had this whole thing where I was going to surprise you and dress up as Buddy the Elf and do this whole Christmas thing. And there was a special guest that I wanted to bring on as an interview that we can still do. But I was like, fuck this. You know, like I was just like, I'm not everything. I don't know if it's this, if it's the team, but sometimes I feel like it's correlated. Like I feel like my life around me when the team loses just self-destructs. Mm -hmm. And based on your intro, I feel like it's happening for you too. And it's just like, I know that my life and death is not dictated by this team, but the things in the inner circle around me seem to just like fall apart when the teams fall apart. Uh, yeah. Like my, my daughter likes to sleep at night. The Eagles or the Cowboys get drubbing by the bills. Nope. Mm -mm. Doesn't want to sleep anymore this week. She saw that Quez Watkins play and she was like, yeah, I can't sleep. I can't sleep in good conscience knowing that play is not on tape. How about that? How about it? This is actually, so this is the first time you and I are talking face to face. So let's just, um, I think we need to have a quick therapy session before we move forward. If that's cool with you. I think that'd be great. I think the last time this is for all the OG people, the, the last time that we had an episode like this and we've been this angry about something and it was like week one of the COVID season. We both lost and it was the way that we lost and it was everything around it that really bothered us. I think it'll be similar. I think the anger's kind of worn off from this past week, kind of. We'll see how I turn out. I did call someone a brain dead moron on the last show, so we'll see. I think this will be more like the grief stage of counseling, mm -hmm. not the anger stage. Yes. As the Rams score another touchdown here to go up 17-7, and that is a team I don't think anyone wants to play in the first round of the playoffs. Was it Cooper Cup? Uh, no, it was Robinson. Okay. Let's look. Here's another thing. I think the, the Eagles made me even more livid. I have Jake Elliott. I'm down by a point and a half in the fantasy playoffs. So if you get yourself into field goal range, I win. I'm on to the play. I'm on to the championship. But just throw it into fucking double coverage like the guy didn't get you to overtime in the same exact scenario three fucking weeks ago. Shout out, shout out Notre Dame's own Julian Love with two interceptions in a game that he wasn't even expecting to start. Shout out Jamal Adams for going after a reporter's wife and getting benched for this game. Is that why? That's, oh, they that's the speculation. That 
Ooh, he had a knee. Yeah, he sucks as a human being. How about Pete Carroll? Like, so where was he? He's like, I don't know. I think he was home. (laughs) That is a don't come back situation. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Do you remember? I you guys were kind of in on it a little bit. I think with the Jamal Mm -hmm. Adams talk, but the Cowboys fans wanted like the shiny object. It was like done. Like they were ready to give up three first round picks for him. Multiple God. first round picks for a safety, and then he's not even that good. Oof. No, yeah, that, that'll really set you back. That's a that would have been a rough trade. Think about think it. about that world if that trade pulled off. Oh God, um, yeah, but yeah. So I think you're right. This is a, but at the same time, compared to that COVID year, like we're both have ten wins on the season already, tied to top <laughs> of the, the division. Um, <laughs> one of us is going to host a, a playoff game. The other, I mean, we're both in the playoffs. Going to the playoffs, like, yeah. The, our, head, our pets' heads are falling off. Our worlds around us colliding and collapsing at the same time, yet we're both in the dance. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'll, can, I'll preach positivity till the day the season's over. And I guess my issue is I don't know what I could see from them in the next three weeks that would tell me that they, I would be confident in a Super Bowl run again because I just think that there's like fundamental flaws and if you figure it out against the Giants did you really actually figure it out you know so Mm -hmm. uh, but and that won't discredit the win at all I think this is a team that is just having like a crisis of faith right now more than anything like they are unsure of themselves in everything they do from the quarterback to the co- coaching staff, obviously with the change in uh, defensive coordinator last week. I think one of the cornerbacks is just having a, a, a confidence break uh, beyond belief. And uh, I think a win would just go a long way in terms of like not getting ripped to shreds on social media, on the airwaves, on every national television publication. Just so I don't know if there's anything from a, from an X's and O's point of view that would, I could point to if they win on Christmas and say, this is why they would beat the 49ers in the playoffs. But I feel like a win would just do a lot of good within the collective vibe of the locker room. It's incredible what a win does, right? It's just, yeah. it, like even, even that Seattle game, like they didn't play great. Right. No. And if let's say they go down and they kick a field goal that goes to overtime and they find a way to win, like even though they didn't play great, even though Jalen didn't look great and the defense didn't look like it masks everything because then the conversation is this team found a way to win another one of those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing a what a win does. And that reminds me, I forgot to tell you <laughs> the uh, 105.3, the fan show I listen to every morning. Uh, they always do like they spy on Philly radio and stuff. And whenever they like after the Eagles lost the other day, every week, They've been playing the uh, Merrill Reese shot after the, um, I think it was the <laughs> Buffalo game, where he's like, this team does not know how to lose. And they have not won a game since he said that. <laughs> oh, no, not Merrill. <laughs> that That's was a pretty so good fun. impression, though. <laughs> it's, it's just they just start the whole thing. They just replay that all the time. But, um, <laughs> you're, but you're right. I mean, just but, and this kind of goes back to that Cowboys run of bad teams that they had a couple weeks ago where it was like, okay, you won the games, you did what you're supposed to do, but yeah. what did you prove? Like, it's what, the same exactly. thing, but you still yeah. have to win those games. You still have to, you have to win those games, right? Like it, and we're both out of runway. The, the plane's got to land or you're playing in a wild card game in freaking like I, Tampa Bay. You, 
you still have Jalen Hurts. You still have A.J. Brown. You still have Devontae Smith. You still have arguably the best offensive line in the league. You still have Dallas Goddard. Like, you still have arguably what people thought was the best, if not a top three or top five head coach in the NFL. Like, figure it out. That's my thing is just like, I feel like someone needs to tell them, like, hey, remember who you guys are. It's just like a true bad vibes crisis of faith where it, like if you watch UFC fights when they start to like stumble and the other fighter just attacks them because the other fighter kind of like like loses his balance a little bit. They're the fighter who looks like they like lost their footing in a UFC ring and yeah. the other team, the other fighter is coming after them now and they're unsure of like how to defend themselves. And that's just what it feels like to the point, like just be yourselves. Be and Brian Baldinger brought this up. Brian Johnson may kill Brian Baldinger. It it's bad. Uh, he was like, let the offensive line be dynamic, do their job. He was showing Didn't the plays they're running the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty much. So like, <clears throat> do let them do their job and rely on them. And just remember who you were. And he was showing clips from the Super Bowl, and he was like, this is why you were here last year. It was because of these plays, and it was because of these people. That's what needs to be the rhetoric with this team right now. Look who is in the 11, in the huddle on offense. Look at who you are. Look at who stacks up against you. Nobody. You have to go back to what got you to that success. I, I can't wait. And if Nick Sirianni, if you're listening, I know you're listening because you're one of our top listeners. So thank you for listening. Since you oh, are listening, I think this should be the week. Like you always have the, he always has like the cheesy, like motivational things. He plays the Rocky clips or, you know, all the social, he does, you know, all the things that he does. Just give each dude a mirror this week and just be like, look at yourself in the fucking mirror yeah. <laughs> and look who you are. And then put like, like a big mirror in the locker room. And like him standing behind the curtain and like mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the baddest motherfucker of them all? And then he's just like, it's Brandon Graham. And, rah, 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 rah. and he just like, those are the cheesy or like, or like the Hufflepuff thing. with Harry the Potter. Story hat. They, they, they get the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Slytherin. Yeah. Or in Shrek when it's the magic mirror on the wall and he's going through the princess. He's like, Princess Fiona. And they're like. Hassan Reddick, <laughs> top three in sacks last year. Like that's <laughs> what he, like they just dating profile, but it's just like their list of stats and accolades. It's just like, it's just everything. And this is from an outsider's perspective. And I think I'm the closest outsider that there, there can be actually. Geographically, um, metaphorically. <laughs> I think I'm actually like inside, but outside. Um, <laughs> like, like you, you <laughs> That's what she said. You never heard or saw anything like this last year, right? Like no, they, were they were the cool team, right? You yeah. said it all year. Like how cool is this team? They, there was never any like bad press that always looked like they were having fun. Now it's like your quarterback's questioning if everybody's bought in like AJ Brown saying, or Slay's saying, you're, you know, doesn't seem like they have fun. Like, and now, you know, AJ Brown's quote tweeting content creators. Like, just get back to like, block out the fucking noise. I know that's yeah. easier said than done. But, it, but it's that goes back to being who you are. Yeah. So uh, this kind of leads into my my overarching problem with the team 
is the predictability of the offenses. There's just too much talent there for this not to succeed and for this not to be who they are. The predictability in everything that they do. I'm bringing up Brian Baldinger again, but he showed he's like when Jack Stoll is on the field, they're running the football and everybody knows it. He has four receptions on the year. So he kind of uh, they run the same formation. He dives down. They have Kelsey lead and it's again and again and again. They have run the ball or they have passed the ball one time when Jalen Hurts is under center. One time the entire year when they're under center. Everyone knows that they're running the ball when they spread wide. If, if it is third down, it is amazing that they actually scored a touchdown on this at this point in the season in week 15. If it's third down and there's no running back in the backfield and the wide receivers are split wide and spread, Jalen Hurts is taking off. Like, I don't know how they haven't figured it out yet yep. and how he scored a touchdown on that. Everybody knows. It's crazy. And I yep. know, like, somebody commented on our thing. It's like, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback like somebody who never played. It's like, it's on not Tuesday. me. You can, you, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is on national television calling out your plays. Analysts like Brian Baldinger are going through and saying, this is horrible execution. The predictability is insane. They posted today. They're like, last time we wore black jerseys against the Giants, this is what happened. And it was like a pass to Lane Johnson from like a play action pass. It's like, we never even fucking try that anymore. It's so easy to be like, run the ball and run trick plays. But it's also just like, have some fun and let loose and stop being this monotonous, boring product because you don't need to be. This is like a wing T high school offense and that's like a white farm team in single A. They run this offense because they have no other choice and no athletes. You have 2,000-yard receivers, a top five tight end, and one of the best offensive lines in the league. Work with it. And you're talking about being boring as I looked over for half a second at the halftime game in L.A. And Buster Rhymes is on midfield doing a halftime show. And Hell Richard yeah. Sherman is in a... Uh, Buddy the Elf uh, suit dapping up Shohei Otani. <laughs> he stole my idea. <laughs> that is Shohei. But you, it's almost like the offense that the Eagles are running is the offense that the Cowboys are running the first five weeks of the season. When it was like no motion, everybody knew it was coming. It was boring. They weren't getting playmakers involved. Like, how many more wide receivers? Like, is it? Is it like? Did? Nick Sirianni or Brian Johnson sign a contract in blood that they must run two wide receiver screens every drive. They did the double wide receiver screen thing again, where they tried it on one side and then tried it on the other side. It's just like, guys, or is this a bit at this point? Is this like a, I felt like I was in a curb your enthusiasm skit when they ran that again. And no, it was, them, it was, it was, what was that show? Impractical jokers where the, the guys in the backfield, like, all right, run yeah, the like, screen again. Now run to the, the screen left. to the right side. <laughs> It's They're punked and Ashley Cooker is actually calling the plays. He's like, all right, before actually we help out, make sure they run it again. All right, so we ran the screen to the right to the 85-year-old receiver. Now let's run a, let's run a screen to the left to Dallas Goddard, but let's have the 114-pound <laughs> wide receiver run the blocking scheme up front. Dallas Goddard thinks he's going to have blocking on this bubble screen. In reality, it's our actor, Devontae Smith, who weighs 140 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> we'll see if we get him before we popped out on punked going against a 254 pound linebacker but also like again this is everybody's like yo it's easy to criticize when you're just like this because of the Richard Mendenhall tweet with the white guys versus black guys it's like it's easy to criticize these like white guys have never played the problem is even my dumbass can realize that Devontae Smith blocking for Dallas Goddard and not vice versa is just terrible execution 
It just doesn't make sense. And I'm kind of just asking for common sense at this point. My wife literally said, I think he's skinnier than me watching the game the other day. <laughs> he is great in so many things. And he's actually not a bad blocker. But no, he's not. In actually. that situation, why? Yeah, that, why? That's, that's the biggest question. Why? That, I keep going why? back. You watch why? so many plays why? on this offense and you just say, why? You why? just say why to yourself. And I'm going to get into the ultimate why play of the year. But it, there's just too many good things that they can do for this to be a why offense. And those first two drives, they did so well. I was thrilled. The the Ricks, the mix of run and pass. Yep. The you know extension of the running game by passing it early, getting the ball out of Jalen's hands. Everything was a second and five, just like we, we hoped for. Even in third downs, over the middle of the field of Dallas Goddard. Over the middle of the field to A.J. Brown. It was quick. It was adamant. Everything they were doing. They ran a play, and it gained one yard. And I was saying to myself, whoa, we did something different. It was like a, a read option where Hertz kept it, but Dallas Goddard was kind of off, almost spread as a wide receiver, and he yep. was standing there, and they optioned it to him. And it only gained a yard, but I was like, that's something you could go back to. Like, that was something new. That was a new, nice new little wrinkle. And – it shocked me to see a new wrinkle, but they're just too good to have this many Y plays on offense. And like, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but like they were in control of that game. Oh, the entire game. Like yeah. Drew Locke wasn't doing anything right. Um, Pete Carroll's throwing timeouts and trying to get them back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like when, when Jalen threw the bomb touchdown into the end zone, Right. That's awful, but you can say, you know, all right, whatever. That's a punt. Um, And then the, and then Seattle goes three and out, I believe, there. They didn't do it. It, So there was six, they took a minute left in the game, I think, 645 ish. Mm -hmm. I fell asleep because I said, I left the game, I left the TV on, but like I was like, I can close my eyes now because this game is sealed. I woke up. With 12 seconds left. Perfect timing. Right before Jalen threw the bomb. And I was like, you know when you like wait, when you've only been asleep like 12 minutes, but it feels like you've been sleeping three days? Yep. And like your eyes are like, and I look, I'm like, wait, is that say Seattle's winning? I was like, what's happening here? And then you immediately <laughs> like wake up and I'm like, oh my God. Okay, we got a game here now. And then the interception <laughs> happened. I go, okay, good night. It was like when uh, Ricky Bobby is in the hospital and he thinks he can't walk and he gets out and the other race car driver took a spot. His best friend Cal took his wife and his kids in his house. He's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> that was the fourth quarter. We are like, you dominated the whole time. You were in first on every race. And then he got to the end and he's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I will tell you that Jalen Carter sack, that first was an incompletion, but I think we all knew it was a sack immediately. And then mm-hmm. it was that epitomizes who he is right there on that kind of play. The way he just whipped that that old lineman and the closing speed to the quarterback <laughs> was just scary. What's craziest, so two plays before, people don't remember it because that sack was pretty dramatic with the challenge. He bull rushes the same guard, just flat out takes him out. It makes Drew Locke flush from the pocket and throw the ball away. He nope. almost made the offensive lineman run into Drew Locke. Like, he would have gotten the sack without ever touching Drew Locke. And it was almost like back-to-back plays. It was, it was pretty nuts. But, yeah, it was just, like, nice to see somebody make a play in a 
in a big moment like that. It's one of those, it's like, you just got to go win against the Giants now. You got to go win. You got yeah, you, like, you got to go win. It, it almost like, it, it almost went in there like they knew Dallas lost and they're like, all right, well, we, we're going to win the division still. So, I, I, you know, I, I know everything you always say, everything goes the way your quarterback goes, right? And I forget where I was. I think I was putting my daughter to sleep. I don't know. I wasn't, I think I was showering. I wasn't watching like the very beginning of like warmups, like right before the game started. And Lisa mm-hmm. was texting me upstairs. She's like, Jalen looks miserable. Like they just, he's like not warming up. He's not doing anything. He's just sitting on the, and he just like visibly looks sick. And he went out there and he gutted it out and he did everything he could. Not as good as Mike Parsons did for his flu game a couple weeks ago, but you, a team goes as your leader goes. Yeah. And you just, I just felt like the watching that game. It was like, those were the vibes. Like it was just like, they were sick. The whole team just looks sick. And slow. It was kind of like a hive mind situation where if some, you know, it just like all ran through him mm-hmm. and if he was infected, then the rest of the team was infected. But uh, my bigger issue, if this were an isolated incident and he looked bad and he looked miserable because he was sick, I think I could excuse it and just be like, listen, that happens in life. There's a mysterious disease going around where you have body aches, fever, uh, but it's not the flu. So, mm-hmm really can't crack the code on what that might be just three flu-like years after, symptoms. you know? Yeah. Flu like symptoms, but it's not the flu. Wonder what that could be. If, if that was it, all it was, I think I can excuse it, but I feel like the regression is very obvious right now. Like yes. I'm not happy with where he's at. And it's my bigger issue with the play calling way more than just like we're running double wide receiver screens. Like there's moments where he's just missing guys. The drive you brought up where it was after the Seahawks went out three and out in the fourth quarter, they he, on third down, he just bails out of the pocket. There was no reason to, they didn't even bring a blitz and the, the, the delayed rush, they picked it up. He had no reason to, he had two guys open. He bails out and it turns into an incompletion. And th- like the Devonte Smith play before the interception, he just flat out misses him. Like he's just there. The last play, Kenny Gainwell is standing by himself and he misses him. And it just like, it feels like that keeps happening week after week. So he looked miserable. He looks sick, but this is not a, this is not a one-time thing. As Kyron Williams is down. Um, and that would be a big blow to the Rams if he goes down. But like though that moment right there, you threw a big time interception. The other team comes back and does nothing. There's six and a half minutes left in the game. That's exactly. the moment. You have to just put the nail in the coffin. The, the the difference between last year's team and this year's team, and this is why I'm so tired of... All you hearing, need is three. You need three. I Literally, all I needed was three. We win. I go to the fantasy championship. God damn Everybody, everybody just needed three. Everybody would have went home happy. I would have went home happy twice. Damn. But that's the difference. Like, it's been 16 weeks. I love Jason Kelsey to death. But every week, him and Brandon Graham are like, we're not playing our best football. We're not playing as a team that we could be. That The season started at Labor Day. It's Christmas. This might just be who you are. Like, yep. it's been multiple times this year where you've had the ball. You can seal the game if you just 
convert on first downs late in the fourth quarter and you don't that's why you lost the jets game it's why you lost the seahawks game it's why the cowboys had the ball back at the end of the game mm-hmm. you've had multiple opportunities and you're not closing and it's just like speaks to the execution of the offense and the predictability of the offense all of it so when i look at that i'm like you know what maybe and you know what i meant to bring this up to you remember i've been preaching the term situational awareness Jason Kelsey literally said situationally aware on New Heights this week. I felt seen. I was like, well, at least you guys know. <laughs> they watch. They're here. They Thank watch. You. Thanks, guys. Tay Tay, appreciate you checking in as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think you just nailed it. Maybe 16 weeks into the season, you are you who might, we thought you were. You might just be who you are. Uh, like I'll, I'll go. I'll go positive from here on out. I'm just going to do the rant on the play that's driving me nuts because when I when I think about, like, I want to be positive, I, I, and I do think they still have legit chance, and the, the talent is there on offense, and there's some things on defense I like. But the one play drives me up a wall because it's the ultimate, like, you don't got it. The Quez Watkins deep shot interception is this year's third and 30. No matter how many times you think about it, you're going to get angry. They went 30 yards in three plays. They were down to the 45-yard line after the Seahawks had burnt two timeouts on the drive before in the fourth quarter. Any points you put on the board puts them at a huge disadvantage and runs the clock. So, one, why are you taking a deep shot in that situation? Your job is to possess the ball and put points on the board. Mm -hmm. So that makes no sense as it is. But even if you were okay with them being aggressive in that situation and taking the deep shot, why the fuck are you taking a deep shot to the wide receiver four on the team? And then you come out after the game and you say, well, that play has worked before. When? The last time I remember it was week three, 2021 against the 49ers. That's the last time. And the stats back it up. The last six throws to Quez Watkins, three incompletions, two interceptions and the one completion was a fumble it never fucking works and if we want to use the baseball analogy again like we did last week that there's just a 200 power hitter that strikes out all the time that would be like the phillies pinch hitting bryce harper with jake cave why would you take a deep shot in that situation when you're in total control and not have it go to aj brown or Devontae smith like it's the ultimate you guys don't you don't get it like you're not getting it and the why is right there that play is a microcosm of everything that's wrong and if I, I may be wrong on this, but I feel like the last deep shot that worked closer than the last time it worked for Quez Watkins was to Zacchaeus against Tampa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why Quez Watkins on the field? Ah, how to work out in the Super Bowl? Did it work out in the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> he brought the ball at the three yard line. Kadarius Tony had more catches than him. Ah. So God. the therapy session's going well. Yeah, I'm so glad we're past the anger stage into the grief. Uh-huh. We are 27 <laughs> minutes in, and we are not even looking ahead. And that's what this episode's supposed to be about. I, I'll, I'll look ahead, and I think I could, I could quick. Uh, one, I want the Boston Scott touchdown for the vibes. Just if you're as much as you love the tush push. Get Boston Scott the touchdown. You know, like have a good vibe moment. Uh, use misdirection. Get, get back to who you are. Is that get back? To does who that you go are. back to that? It does. It does. Run, run, run a trick play. Do something weird. Mix mm-hmm. it up. Have fun. 
Like, yeah, you ran, a, be, you ran a trick punt against us. That makes it. Yeah, that is true. But special teams. Like, that's not an offensive call. You know, I know I sound so dumb saying run the ball and do a trick, trick play, but it's the I want to see less predictability. I, I want to see I want to see A.J. Brown lined up multiple positions and we can do this. We can do this. I genuinely think we can figure this out. I when Jalen runs, I want it to be like in the first quarter where it was the defense was off guard by it. You know, there's things there that they do well. Those two drives replicate that those 16 play drives. That's who you can be and you can move the ball well. And the the deep shots will come. You do not need to force this. They'll come to you. Just take your time. Be who you are. I know Landon Dickerson's not playing, but get behind the big dogs. Run it down the throat. Is Jurgens playing? Don't know yet. Uh, we have until Monday. All right, last time we played a Christmas game where we wore black uniforms was against the Raiders in 2017 with Nick Foles. We won the game, and then we won the Super Bowl. So, And at that time, I think most people were saying we have no chance because uh, Wentz was out, and the offense looked pretty bad. Uh, I think we won that game like 10-6 or something crazy. Remember uh, how so bad Foles looked against Atlanta? Yep, to that I'm ball went off a guy's knee. <laughs> That that is what that actually is precisely what this team needs. Like they just need one play that mm-hmm. breaks them like out of this slump. Like they need yep. something to happen. I almost somebody should take. This is going to sound bad. You know what they need. Somebody should. Well, what? you go, and then I'll tell you what I think they need. Okay, I hope that we find the same. I, I, we might be on the same path. Somebody's got to take a cheap shot at Hurts because I I want to see like ten guys rush to him, rally like, around like him. Like the way Zach Martin laid out that dude in Buffalo the other day when they, yeah. Yes. Lights light some fire. Obviously, I don't want any harm to come his way, but there's been multiple times where he slid recently, doesn't get the call, guy goes into him. I want to see Malata take somebody out when that happens. I want to see AJ Brown in somebody's face. I think like they just need a little spark. I genuinely think that this team is just having a crisis of faith and a crisis of confidence. That's the one win, one spark play can really change things for them mentally. I think what they need is Giants are set up at their own 42. Okay. Jalen Hyatt's on the left side. God. Tommy Cutlets thinks he's running an out and up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jalen Hyatt thinks he's running an out and up. Tommy Cutlets thinks he's just running it out, throws the ball, but instead of looking for the ball, Hyatt's running up. James Bradbury undercuts the route, takes it 47 yards in for a pick six. Can you imagine a James Bradbury pick six? That brings all the vibes back. It would save his career, I think, at this point. Uh huh. I genuinely think it would save his career. I, at this point, I feel bad for him. This is a guy who's lost any confidence in himself. He was a good player last year. He was good. He had multiple interceptions. He was great in coverage. Like, this is just a true, total collapse of confidence in that, himself. That penalty broke him. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. he just didn't recover this year from that situation, and that sucks. Debo Samuel all season just talking shit all about him. Trash. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, one quick thing on the defense and, and Bradbury and everything like that. 
So can you guess the top four graded PFF graded players on the Eagles defense on Monday night? This past week? Yes. You'll get one of them. Bonus if you can get he is number two. Big bonus if you can get number one. I'm gonna say uh what's his uh your linebacker, Morrow, Morrow. He was number one. Yep, he played a good wow. game. He you played a very good two. game. Um, Brandon Graham. He was not. Somebody at his position was Josh Sweat. No, he actually got graded. He was the worst grade of any defensive end, which is surprising. Huh. Really. Yeah. Uh, yep. So was it um, Reddick? No. They all have something in common. Everybody but Mark. Uh, Jordan Davis. Oh, oh, Nolan Smith. Yep. Really? He did have Top a nice four. play. That that play where he um, he, he took uh, Kenneth Walker down in the backfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great play. That was. That was I think that was hit. his best play of the year. Yeah, it was a great hit. So Not, I'm telling you, Morrow played a great game. He's since that San Francisco game, he's been playing well. He's been really good. And hopefully they played get well against him Dallas. Right. He jumped a couple routes where he should have had picks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He, he had a deflection on the final drive too, but somebody fucking intercept the ball. So the top, you know, who was one. not graded that high. Shaq Leonard. I don't even see. Oh yeah. He was actually third to last. <laughs> he did not look good. He did snap count 28. His grade was a 43. Only uh-huh. two people were lower, and those two people played 10 snaps total. One of them is Josh Job, who was on the field for two snaps. I feel like I see him every time I watch an Eagles game, I see him on the screen constantly. You know why? Because when they Special see him on the field, they throw at him. <laughs> yeah, sure, that too. But back to this point. So the top four, three of them are Georgia kids, and then sixth is Kaylee Ringo. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me just do it again. Play the Georgia kids and play Kaylee Ringo. Yep. Find out what he is. I'm okay at this point. If he's young and he makes mistakes, I'll survive. But I'd like to see what he is. And I thought he played really, really well against Seattle. And what I loved about that game, the boys were hitting. Yep. The boys were hitting people. Yep. The secondary, there were a few plays where I was like, I can't remember the last time somebody made an open field tackle like that. There Reed was a play along the back, baby. Reed- Reed Blankenship had one. Kevin Byard had one. Sidney Brown had a few. Kaylee Ringo had one. Eli Ricks had one. All the young guys. I was like, where have you been? Because there's some energy. You guys are fucking flying around now, and I like to see it. It was the first time, speaking of sparks going back to the offense, it was the first time I felt the spark in this defense in three weeks. Sidney Brown brings some dog in him. He, yes, he he does. and He's he got had, an attitude. He's, and I, that, not, that's not a, that's not a, that's a, that's a compliment. He he's gonna he's one of those guys. I can tell what he's gonna be. You're gonna love him on your team, and you're gonna hate him when he's against you. Because yep. he's the guy. Like he he gets real close. Like you know, whistle's blown. He's still trying to strip the football. You're near the you're near the sideline. He's still gonna hit you. Like he's one of those guys. You're like mm-hmm. don't want to be near him. He's gonna hit you. But I they need that. They need somebody to be that. We need some fire. We need some spark. There was a play, uh, Ringo. Hits Kenneth Walker, wraps him up, and then Sidney Brown goes and finishes him up. It was awesome. So that's my last thing on the Eagles today. But I want the spark of those young guys. I, I would say I, I think you needed the therapy session more than me. Okay. This week. 
because and and I'm I'm dead serious with this. Like after the Buffalo game the other day, I was in the basement with my wife. We're doing some stuff. She's like, you don't seem like angry. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> like when you get your ass kicked like that. Like, it's not like my quarterback threw into double coverage at the end of the game when he only <laughs> needed 12 yards to be yep. tie the game. Like, yep. I knew I literally knew from the first drive of the game when they went right down the field and scored, I go, yep, we're not winning this game. Like, it's just, it's like Buffalo's a desperate team. They're at home. They're the team. No one in the AFC wants to get in right now, because if they get in, you and I said it last week, they're either not getting in or they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. There seems to be no in between right now. I would love a Ravens, a Ravens bills. AFC championship would be phenomenal television, but you're right. It, Felt like a predictable loss in a way that is not an indoctrination of the Cowboys and more so a credit to the Bills. Yep. And it was like, I I marked this game as a loss when the when the schedule came out. Okay. Like, Dallas just like Dallas doesn't win these games. Like I just I've come to fruition with that. Like like you guys went to Kansas City this year. And you slayed the dragon. You, like you, yeah. you, you, you won there in a big primetime game. Like Dallas went to Kansas City two years ago and like see age or uh, I don't think Amari played. Like they played tough, just not enough. Like I that that's game. what they do in these big games on the road. Um, going to Orchard Park, even though you know everyone's like, well, they lucked out because it's not. 12 degrees. Yeah, I get it. It was 47 degrees, but like the weather still sucked. And we know who they are. Like, so I'm okay with it. Like, did I want them to win the game? Yes, for a multitude of reasons, right? If they won that game, they now have a leg up on Philly. They beat a contender and on the road, Dak is still in the MVP candidate talk which technically he is he's fourth right now and Jalen's off the board by the way um but and that should be motivation for philly like just who cares just stop focusing on that and just win football games go win a super bowl that's what matters um so like everything that happened they got their ass kicked (laughs) up and down the field offense Defense, special teams, coaching, everything. They just, like, it was one of those games where it was like, I don't know, maybe you just should have went to the bar and ate some wings in Buffalo because that sounded like it would have been more fun than whatever that you just did. You know, like, I'm angry that the offense, like, looked like the offense the first five weeks of the season. Um, It was just like... It was static. Now, I tweeted this week, if you were blaming the refs for this game, you are so soft. Can't do it. There were six total penalties in the game, and I get it. There were three in the beginning of the game against Dallas that literally did flip the script on the game. Right? But let's walk through them. Demarcus Lawrence, roughing the passer, third down, 
they get the stop. Is it a soft call? Yes, but by the letter of the law of the NFL, is that a penalty, Aiden? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You committed the penalty. Sam Williams, the punt was going to be blocked if you don't leave your fucking feet and you just dive down low. Is that a penalty? Yes, you committed it. I'm sorry. The J-Ron curse one is the the one that I have the biggest beef with down the field where yeah. they called it. Like, what else is he supposed to do? But, like, we know they make those calls. So, like, I yeah, get it. That's, that's the one out of the three that I'm like, okay, I was pissed off about that. But, like, that's not why you lost. I think if all three of those plays go your way, well, maybe not. Cause if you block the punt, you're probably <laughs> bringing it in for a touchdown. Demarcus Lawrence, that's three rather than seven, you, you know, game flow. You don't know what happens, but chances are you're losing that game. Right. I mean, just like you didn't have it that day and you didn't have Hankins, but They ran it down your fucking throat. Yeah, I was going to say, James Cook, there was no penalties that weren't stopping James Did Cook. I not say that last week on the show, that he yep. was the person I was most scared about? Mm-hmm. I also love what the Bills are. We talked about what the Bills are doing. It's a simplification of the offense. It's getting the ball quick. It's using James Cook in multiple ways. I like what they're doing. They they might have figured it out. It's They fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Brady, baby. Um, yeah. Were you, do you, that reminds me of age gap here. And I know Vince definitely wouldn't. Do you remember Ken Dorsey playing at Miami? I, uh, at Miami, was he on the 2001 team? Mm-hmm. I do remember, like, uh, so, I was seven, but I do remember that team because of how good they were. They were so good. I think he, he just like, they, they just, oh my God, he was so good at Miami. That, those whole Miami teams were Willis McGahee. Oh God! I remember when that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite thirty for thirty is the U. Mm-hmm. It's all about the U. It's all about the their U. stories, man. Oh my God, they're like 20, 19 years old, just yeah. like running that town. They would run Miami, yeah. Oh God, um, Uncle Luke made the song and, uh, about them. Had them at the club. Kyron Williams back in the game scored a touchdown. Twenty-seven-seven um, Rams at halftime. Uh, no, it's third quarter now. Oh, jeez. I know it's late. Um, but like I, I it's weird, eh? Like I get it. You have all those emotions of that game and I would have the same sort of emotions, but it's almost like in game it was kind of like the 49ers game. Like I just like you almost you know you almost kind of like well you got you actually haven't had a game like that in a while where you just like check out. Like I was just like okay, I like I don't I'm whatever. I'm good. Like I was kind of checked out of the Cowboys game. I was, yeah, I could tell that when day. we were texting that game. You were just yeah. like, yeah. Actually, you guys were texting. I was locked in, so I was not texting because I was yeah. enjoying it very much. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I like you. You hit the nail on that. That's not an indoctrination on this team, right? They still have ten wins on the season. They still are in the playoffs. They still have a chance at the division. At a, the chance at a two seed. If not, they're going to be the five. Like. What do you do now? Right? That that's all I'm about. Beat the dolphins. You got your ass kicked. 
but you got your ass kicked for for some reasons, right? On defense, Jonathan Hankins was out. He's been great this year in run stopping up the middle. Mozzie Smith still coming around. Carl Davis was on your practice squad for a reason. And Aiden, we have one. I guess you could chip Rashawn Evans. So one and a half legitimate linebackers. With yeah. Out. So I've, like I've seen the talk this week is does Micah go to the linebacker to try to salvage that position? And I don't think this is the week to do it because um, I don't know if you saw, but the injury report yesterday from Miami was the entire offensive line. It wasn't good. Seven of 11 starters did not practice for the Dolphins. Not so good. Not I'm great. lining Micah up against every single one of the backups that play this week. Just go. I, yeah. So, no, he's not playing linebacker. But I am worried. Like, Miami runs the ball. <laughs> they have A-Chain. They have Moster. So, they have the quote-unquote blueprint that the Bills just put out there, and they might do it even better. <laughs> they And they do it a different way where you really have to be organized. And you, you kind of have to – you got to go incredible Hulk. Like, you just got to blow up everything in your path because that just disrupts their offensive rhythm. They're mm-hmm. such a – you know, their timing and flow, you know? Yep. like a violin player. You have to be the percussion guy who's just slamming the drumsticks. Yep. You need that and you need your what was possibly the MVP front runner quarterback to put up points in this game. This you got you got to be like we'll score 40. Mm-hmm. Get we'll, if we get to 40, we'll get, you got to tell a defense, we'll get to 40. Don't let them get to 40. You get to 37. <laughs> Even yeah, exactly. Even if they get to 35 and scoring you five times, We'll get you to 40. Don't let them get to 40. Their speed, though, man. Their speed terrifies me. Um, yeah. I mean, you saw – I don't know if you saw the Mike McDaniels clip from this week where he called out the one-play drive to Waddle, uh, and that was without Tyreek. Like, and yeah. he's playing this week. Um, I'm sure. Congratulations, third baby in, in four months. Seven total. Oh, yeah. Talk about speed. <laughs> A little too fast, huh? What are you doing? I got one. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Look at my eyes if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> she runs around my house going, Nick kick, Nick kick. She refuses to let me put a diaper on. I'm exhausted. I've been off work all week. I want to go back to work. <laughs> so tired. Um, but I guess that's the difference. I'm involved in the life, but never mind. Um, I, yeah. They terrify me. I legitimately, they legitimately, Aiden, have a chance to drop the next two and three straight. I worry about the Dolphins because, you know, you ever watch a team, and this happened to the Eagles this year. When they lost the Jets, I was like, all right, so they're beating the Dolphins. Like It was just so bad. You're like, all right, you'll just reorganize. Uh, The Dolphins, the way they lost that Titans game was absurd. Yep. With the two touchdowns in three minutes that they gave up, and almost it shocked looked like them. they were just fucking around, like toying with the Titans all game. They, yeah, and it was weird because like Tyreek got hurt during that game, like mid game, so he was he was out, then he was in, and I think Waddle left at one point in that game mm-hmm. too. So they were just like off a little bit, but they were still winning. Like <laughs> you know, yep. they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and they were up double digits, and they ended up losing the game anyways. When you lose a game like that. You come back and you're like, all right, this is our refocus point. You know, it's when you lose and pick up basketball, you're like, all right, run it back, run it back right away. 
yep. and let's figure this out. That's kind of where they're at. And it's a weird time to play them because it's like, all right, we'll, we we screwed around against the Titans. Now we'll run it back. And this whole like, well, and first of all, the matchup jersey-wise is going to be awesome. The Titans are going, or the, they're going, you Miami's know, right? going with their throwbacks. Dallas is throwing the throwbacks. So it's like, it's going to be visually beautiful. Um, is it at Miami? Yes, it's in Miami. So that's oh. another, and that's, that's what I was going to bring up next. So you have... Miami at home, who is incredible at home, against Dallas, who is not good on the road. And you have a Miami team who doesn't beat winning teams against Dallas, who doesn't beat winning teams. It's like an immovable object against a, I don't know, what is it saying? Yeah, it's a a movable object and a stoppable force. That's just so... What's going to give? Um, but I think there's a lot riding on this for Dallas. There really is. Like, if you can if you can win this game and, and keep pace with uh, with Philly, because it really is incredible. Like, if if we both win out, like it's coming down to math, Aiden. Yes, I, which Algebra. not my strong suit. Me, not, not good for us. Not good. For I us. think there's going to be some. There's going to be some letters in the math involved. That's where it started to get really confusing for me. <laughs> I was like, "How do you get a K? Was there a niner in there? Are you are you are you giving me this problem with a walkie-talkie?" <laughs> like, I, I, they I, had me drawing shapes, and they're like, "What degree is it?" I'm like, I, "All I know is ninety-eight-five means fever." I, there's no way I can tell you what degree this fucking triangle is. I'm looking at these rooting charts for the Cowboys, and like, oh like yeah, winning percentage, and I'm like, it's like it's coming down to decimal points. <laughs> I, I'm just like, this is, this is, um, I'm the court, you know, the freshman in college quarterback, it's like either one read or take off. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that has also been Jalen Hurts this year, <laughs> but that's my brain. I'm like, well, it's either the Bills win or it's not good. I just know that we beat the Bills and you didn't. So yep. the Bills need to win their games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all that's- I know about like the, when it's the watch schedule, I know the Bills need to win. <laughs> And that's kind of like we swept the Giants, so it's like, hey, that well, that's different. That's yeah, different because then right? that like, comes down to division as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still cannot believe we have three weeks left in the season. And you're playing the Giants twice. A little worried about it. I don't think you should be, but we'll they're see. not good. But they feel like a team like in week 18, like they're like we'll play spoiler and try really, really hard in that game. I can't wait until you lose to the John. Oh, you know what's going to happen. Well, I don't know what times those games are, but if it comes down to the last week, you know we're playing at the same time when we play the oh, Commanders. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, I love that, though. I love the chaos of like everybody playing at the same time. And like they have the score ticker up on the, on the top. like It's March Madness. Yep. That's my favorite thing in the world. It would be the most Dallas thing ever if you we lost to the Commanders week 17, and that's why we <laughs> get the five seed. <laughs> On the Enjoy road. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'll take that. I think yeah, and that that goes out to my tweet this week too about the uh, with the Vietnam dog uh, PTSD <laughs> tweet of here anyone, we go again. Anyone who doesn't have Twitter and you're like it goes back to my reference of the Vietnam dog. They're like what? <laughs> Their mind is in a pretzel right now. But just like my brain thinking. Okay, here we go. Five seed to Tampa Bay. 
win to San Francisco. Have fun. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> if they can even beat Baker Mayfield after he just threw for 8,000 yards against Green Bay the other day. Oh, yeah. He was he was incredible. I'm actually kind of happy for him. But he also the guy that I bought this guy that I bought this house from, big Packers fan, moved to Chicago. He texts me on Sundays like, "Look where I am, Lambeau Field," and I was like, "Oh, Lambeau. have a great time, love it." And then he texts me back later. He's like, "Not a great time, didn't love it." <laughs> Fair assessment of how that I'm game like, went. Okay. Perfect passer rating, Baker Mayfield up at Lambeau. Not the best. Uh, so I, you know. I, I've been thinking about this. It's like, what do you like? Who do you stop here against Miami? Do you try and take Tyreek out of the game? Do you try and double him and and let Waddle beat you? Do you try and stop the run? Like, Aiden, I don't know. <laughs> I need your take help. our strategy. Uh, all right, I got you. I I will help here. A little behind enemy lines. We stopped the run. We made everything second and eleven. We can't do that. Okay. Well, then I don't know if I can help you. <laughs> That's the best I can do. But it's I think you're right. That's what you have to do. It That's... it it kind of just disrupts their rhythm. They like I said before, like it's kind of just they're like poetry in motion. But if you mm-hmm. disrupt that, then it becomes really rigid. And it almost like they don't they don't know how to function when they're not in that system, when they're not in that rhythm. You can you can almost visually see them get helter skelter when it's not yep. working. And uh, you go back to who you'd stop. I don't think you can stop Terry Kill. It's no. just, it, it is what it is at this point. He might have 2,000 yards a season, but he didn't play in that one game, so maybe not. So you you got you to gotta make it so that everything is either Tyreek or nothing. Yep. Yep. I, I, think you're, I think you're right. You have to try and contain Moster and A-Chain or A-Chain um, as best as you I can. I don't know. You can't let them be, you know, running for 12 yards a clip. And even if they're not getting 12 yards, they're still getting five, six, or seven. Um, You have to do everything you can to contain the run. And like you said, get them out of that rhythm because Mm -hmm. they are art. And I know Miami has a huge art deco scene. Um, (laughs) If you let an artist find that groove, the painting is going to be beautiful. And it's going to cost you a lot of fucking money to buy it. If for some reason they get like that artist block. Guess what? You have a chance. You have a chance. It'll be ugly art. Art. What's the big thing in Miami? The art basil. Isn't that the big art show? That's like you buy like the million dollar art pieces. Oh yeah. Um, mm. Art Basel, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in Miami. Yep. So there you go. So, I mean, you know. Don't let them go to Art Basel. Don't. No, no. You'll end up spending a lot of money. Or the Versace uh, mansion, all that stuff. Just go in. Business trip, as they say. Win a big game on the road. And then come home for your big Jimmy Johnson. Finally in the Ring of Honor game against the Lions. I just, you know, I, this this was this was the stretch that we said was the gauntlet for the Cowboys, right? It was Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. You're one and one so far. Yeah. 
I, you know, I, I and I I'm think bad. a lot of us predicted them. I think Buffalo was the scariest game for me. But Miami coming off that loss to the Titans scares me to death. Like, and just like you said, like Tyree Kill, uh, you know, you think you have everything contained, and you're like, well, yep. okay. one play drive, like Mike McDaniel said on that clip, one play drive, 60 yards. You're, and you're like, all right, well, I had it contained. No, no, we don't. You need to get back to who you are, like you said, on defense, aka turning the ball over. If you can if you can pick two or twice, get a fumble or two, like those are the things that are gonna have you have the ability to win this game. So I mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what's gonna happen. I I I'm not giving you a prediction this game because it's like I could go either way. I'm leaning Miami um just because of how good they are at home, their speed, how weary Dallas has been at home, and also I mean, we've talked about the offensive line for Miami, but we have questions on our offensive line right now, right? Zach Martin got hurt. He's got the quad injury. And now all of a sudden, Tyron Smith popped up with a back injury. Um, back. And yeah, he saw that. (laughs) And like, he is more questionable than Zach Martin. So that's just telling me right now he's not going to play. And he has been so good this year. Like, has not allowed a sack. I think he's allowed a half a pressure. So losing him um, against, you know, Van Ginkle and crew um, mm-hmm. is, is an issue. So we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be, I think it'll be explosive. I think it's going to be a lot of points, especially out in Miami. What time do you guys play? Uh, 425, I believe. 425, CBS, Tony Romo, Jim Nance. No, or no, we'll be on Fox, Fox because it's a home game for the AFC. Yep. And I think this is like, the 14th time this season or something that they've had like the Fox number one crew. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had it for literally Greg Olson is part of the team. I think he signed a contract. Greg Olson is sick of watching the same team. He's like, give mm-hmm. me, give me the Bengals. Give me Bengals Ravens. He's good though. I enjoy, I do enjoy that crew. I, I like them a lot. I don't know what they're going to do when Brady arrives. Like they have a, what, you think Brady's been... going to come? I don't know. I feel like he might just, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. 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 It, it, you know, he's like competitive. Now, now he wants, he'll want to be the best announcer. He'll want everyone to tune into his insight. I, he'll he'll comment on like Instagram. Uh, Al Michaels and, and brings Greg Olson on. There you go. Kirk Herbstreit could be like, hey, I'm kind of tired of flying into three different cities in no. 48 hours. I, maybe I'll won't do Thursday night football with my dog. <laughs> with his dog. Love that Everywhere. dog. I know. Me too. So we'll see, Aiden. Um, I think we're both hopeful. I think you're a little more hopeful than me, but this is, Mm -hmm. I I think both games are statement games for our teams. You just, you have to win this game and Dallas can kind of uh, hit the detractors that they, they, they can't win on the, on the road or be good teams. It's a, it's a good vibes situation for both of us. Opportunity to flip them, right? Yep. For the Cowboys, you're like, all right, that was a blip, scheduled loss. Let's get back on track. For the Eagles, it's like, all right, we're 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 seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. We're a good team. We know we're a good team. We got to win. Let's keep let's keep stacking them. It was a lot a lot of green grass ahead of us. Yep, just stack stack a few dubs to end the season and head in. And we are we're in a fight for the two, son. That's what it is. Fight for the two. Math. Like a gas station restroom. This is this is the thing right now where I was in algebra in high school 
And I'm like, when am I ever going to have to use this? Now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> I wish I had my TI-83 calculator to determine the strength of schedule for all of the, uh, the teams that both of us have played. Instead of flipping it upside down and spelling out boobs. That, that happened. You, you know what's crazy? Kids used to know mathematic formulations that would get you to boobs. <laughs> Literally. We learned. We never learned anything worthwhile, but we, we know that. We know boobs. <laughs> we know boobs. Um, all right. You got anything else before we get out of here? We are at the one hour mark on the dot. Uh, no, I think. Uh, oh, there's no rain in the forecast for the Eagles this week. Thank Congratulations. God. It's the first time that there's no rain in the forecast in an outdoor game for the Eagles since November 5th. <laughs> it's remarkable. That really is uh, it'll incredible. Be, it'll be tremendous to not see them in a torrential downpour. That'll also help the offense. That game is in the Meadowlands or it's at home? No, it's at, at home. home. Yeah. Yep. Back to back at home and then on the road up at uh, MetLife to end the season. I think I think we will talk about this next week, but I think Arizona is the one you might have to worry about a little bit. I can't, I can't, I can't focus on Jonathan again right now. I'm already, I'm too fired up. I'm, I'm going from hey, grief back to anger. And Tom, just, Tommy, put me over the ledge. Tommy Cutlets has all the good karma coming because his agent <sighs> tried to kick kick that pizza place to the curb and said, "No, we want 20k." And then Tommy's like, "No, I come do it for free." Screw him. You're a good Italian man. So we'll see. That's a Tony Soprano move. That's what Ben DiNucci does. That's what Ben... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell everybody where they can listen, where they can watch Aiden, and how they can follow us. All right. Birds vs. Boys on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. All the episodes are there, as well as our YouTube shorts of all the clips. So close to 700. So close. Uh, it's us losing, people like it more. Retention mm -hmm. rates clicks yep. everything like that yep. uh subscribers up uh you can find all of our clips on instagram big week on instagram uh on tiktok as well and then on twitter is where we post all of our memes all the jokes and everything in between for both of our respective teams so you can catch it there we'll have reactions for both of our teams you play on sunday i yep. play on christmas please don't ruin christmas for me I'm looking at you, Sixers. I'm looking at you, Eagles. But regardless, I will have a reaction show ready to go in front of the Christmas tree. So find it there. Find it anywhere. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, everybody enjoy. We will be back next week. Um, For New Year's. Let's win the game. Let's win the game. Don't ruin Christmas, please. But it is Christmas. So like Aiden said, season started at Labor Day. So maybe this is just who you are. You are who you are. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful Podcast. I'll be watching.